Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Coriander, we are about to talk Candyman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we did our live reaction coming right out after seeing it. And, you know, we didn't want to talk about any spoilers. We didn't want to give anything away. So what we're going to do here is we are going to be doing a spoiler review and discussion. So this would be pretty interesting. I'm really excited. Um, so much to talk about. I'm sure we'll be doing um, other videos on this uh, because there's so much to unpack. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was that? No, I'm just saying yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So for you guys watching, sit back and relax. You know what time it is. Consider this home, no killing the vibe in the night watch zone. Xenomorphs hype when the lights come on. Hit like and subscribe and the show might blow. Go viral, no COVID. It's a spiral emotions, hand on the Bible. Only go sign on the dopest of vitals. Better tune in, yeah, you know it's vital. From Schwarzenegger to Kane Hodder, Corey G down to Harry Potter. Shit's a gorny weevil of the night watch zone. Come with me to the night watch zone. Okay, and yes, we will not be saying his name. <laughs> we got we got my man Eric in the chat saying, hey, you're looking for Candyman night. <laughs> we found him, man. We found him. Okay, Corey. Yeah. Let, let, let's start this thing off. There's so much to, to talk about with this movie, but what I figured we'd do is kind of go through some of the story and some of the high points of what we found. I, I thought the movie... Um, it, it started out really, really nice. Anyone who's heard anything about this movie, uh, you've probably heard about how the music just comes on in and the opening um, of the movie, it really is reminiscent of the original. We also um, get a backstory um, that involves uh, Coleman Domingo's character of uh, William Burke um, as a child. And he is uh, <laughs> he is haunted by the stories that he knows of Candyman. And in this iteration, um, it was a man named Sherman Fields. And so we see that that really creepy scene uh, with Sherman Fields that comes out of the wall and uh, young William is scared and so forth. So the movie starts off fantastic. In other words, what I'm saying, what did you think personally of the opening, how it started? I thought it was great and just like with the original how you know it opened to when you're looking onto like the highway and onto the city I liked how you had like the reverse look so yes. I thought that was really cool and yeah mm -hmm. I mean yeah it takes you back to 1977 when like you said that guy was a kid and mm -hmm. he met you know Sherman who ended up becoming the Candyman you know of of that time mm -hmm. because yeah i mean he was innocent and 
yeah right. what happened to him is tragic and yeah, yeah. It, it starts off great absolutely and i thought that what was also um very cool about that scene as well as other parts of the movie and many people know uh, about this if you've seen the trailers or commercials but they were using the the puppetry to show yeah, a lot of what was going puppet. on and yeah. not only was it creepy but it was very artistic and I liked something it. Yeah, yeah it was something different um so you know when they were showing what happened to Sherman you didn't you didn't see it you saw the puppet the puppetry and you also had the audio so it was a very different type of experience yeah. and again um so yeah very much so and it was very you know obviously very lucky to be able to see this in the theater because you you get that experience with the surround sound and the screen and and so forth so i thought it was fantastic uh starting off and also in the chat uh paul was saying something that that i thought about too he says i thought our film was on backwards at the start and i did too man <laughs> he because, said the same thing yeah yeah when the universal logo came on and it was back and by the way again this is all spoilers guys i think i already said that but all spoilers but you know the universal logo logo came on and it was backwards and then i was thinking okay maybe that's i don't know and then you saw some other things come on backwards and and it, i don't know by that point i was like oh do i have to get out of my seat and let these guys know that the film <laughs> is backwards because i didn't want to you know have anything uh, ruined for me, you know, backwards where you couldn't see it the right way. Uh, but yeah. it was a stylistic choice. It was very, very cool, man. It really, really mm -hmm. was. Um, Paul was saying the new Candyman was just as creepy as Tony Todd, in my opinion. Now, they definitely did a great job uh, with yeah. Sherman. I love how he like rose up and floated when he moved. I mean, yes. that was creepy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I thought, I thought, you know, it was just fantastic, uh, fantastic stuff in it. Um, but we let, you know, we get into present day and let's start talking about that. And we meet um, Anthony, Anthony McCoy, um, who's the lead in this story, played by Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Um, and he's an artist and he's a struggling artist and he's trying to just make ends meet Um he has his girlfriend that he lives with, uh, played by Tiana Paris, um, and she's um, she works in the art world as well. And they seem to have a really cool relationship, um, very believable. What did you think about those two when we, once we met them? I liked these two. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was yet working in an art museum, and like you said, he was a struggling artist, but, you know, oh, if... You know, they didn't have dinner with her brother and his boyfriend. And mm -hmm. if he didn't tell him that tale of, you know, what happened in Cabrini Green and it mm -hmm. wouldn't have piqued his interest. And yeah, because once, you know, like I said, this reminds me of Freddie because people forgot about Freddie, just like people forgot about Candyman. Right. And this just, you know, yeah, it brought it back and it brought it back quick and hard, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, that was that was one thing that was um, very creepy about the original is this is this is an urban legend, a myth, and it's yeah. told. And that's what keeps the story alive, which in essence keeps Candyman alive. Candyman being uh, Daniel Robitaille, played by the great uh, Tony Todd. And yeah. so the story is told and you're already getting creepy vibes. This movie definitely... Um, 
had a lot of psychological things going on and very creepy in the tone. The cinematography yeah. was, 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 was amazing. But anyways, like you were saying, um, the story was being told by Brianna's uh, brother, Troy, mm-hmm. by the way, yep. played, played by Nathan Stewart Jarrett, who I got to admit, man, he was great uh, in this movie. He was very, yeah. very um, charismatic. Funny. Yeah. He was funny. He brought, yep. Yeah, he brought he brought the levity to the story, which I thought it needed to balance yeah. it out, you know. Yeah. Um, but he introduces the story of Candyman um, to Anthony and Brianna, and you know the usual thing happens. It's kind of like, okay, well, is this real? You know, people mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, come on, man. And and, and the, the, the only thing. Of, go ahead. Yeah, can I just say the only thing I didn't yeah. like with this story was how he talked about how. Helen was bringing the baby into the fire and not rescuing the baby and pulling him out of the fire. Well, that part I was like, "Come on." Well, you know why that? You know is, what really though. happened? Why? Well, th- exactly. Well, when you have a myth and when you have a legend oh, yeah. that's that's told, you know, one person tells two people, to the next. and yeah, two people and tell changes. twenty, and it's a totally different yeah. story. And then the next yeah, twenty yeah. or thirty, it's different. So, in the story that he heard. Helen was villainous, whereas yes. we know we know the truth is that she actually mm-hmm. saved the baby. But also near the end of the movie, um, yeah. we get a sense of maybe why the story changed to that. Um, and, and I'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. But anyways, um, Anthony, he starts to get um, very, very wrapped up in the story. He starts to get. Um, intrigued by it and very similar to Helen in the first movie he starts to investigate it now what were you thinking of 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 these things that were going on I thought it was pretty cool because he was going Mm -hmm. into like abandoned abandoned parts you know of Cabrini Green and yeah taking pictures and Mm -hmm. it was creepy you know and then of course he met that frigging guy who really got him going into Candyman Oh. Yeah, yeah. He comes into contact with again. Coleman Domingo is, is such yeah. a great actor. Uh, I cannot stress that enough. He had fantastic scenes, and he was basically the historian. He was the exposition uh, mm-hmm. for the movie, and he was telling yeah. the story of Candyman. And like he said, it happened to, to I think he said uh, William Bell in the twenties during the riots. Yeah. It happened to someone else. Um, he said, but Candyman for me was a guy named Sherman Fields. And he told that story that we had seen in the beginning of the movie. And um, needless to say, Sherman was beaten to death by cops. And for William, that was a very traumatic thing in his life. And it and it obviously stayed with him into his, his adult years. But mm-hmm. he's telling the story to Anthony to kind of further along Anthony's knowledge of Candyman. And basically, to kind of make this brief as we go through the story anthony is learning about Candyman, and he's utilizing the story in his art you know he starts um basically using it as inspiration in his art because he's been stuck in his art and he's been trying to get out of that and become more successful you see the scenes where he was at the art show and you've got people that are checking out his stuff and he's trying to explain to them you know what it's all about and so forth what did you think about at this point in the story? What's happening to Anthony, and how he's basically passing on? He was inspired. Uh, the yes. Yeah. This like 
obviously, I mean, come on, he's it, he's part of this anthology, you know, he's part of this story of Candyman, mm-hmm. you know, and because he was that baby who was in that fire. So, I mean, once he got in touch with it, that was it. That's all it took. And yeah. yeah. But of course, we don't find that out yet until maybe the last right. third of the movie, um, which right. I think but was the inspiration he got from it was yes. crazy. Yeah. He went from painting pretty butterflies to what you saw really, really kind of scary pictures of these yeah. former Candymans. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a picture of, of Daniel Robitaille and also of Sherman Fields and so forth. But let's talk about some of the, the, the big moments uh, of the story, too. And then I'll, I'll get to the guys in the chat. You had that scene where at the art show, you had that one guy that was a real big jerk towards him. Yeah. And um, you could tell that Anthony was was really upset about it and also probably embarrassed and so forth. But Anthony's art piece that he had was this mirror and you would open up the mirror and look in and you would see a couple of these drawings that you just talked about that were inspired by this legend. And he called the piece, Say My Name. And he actually, you know, the little um, information on the piece talked about the Candyman legend. And it said, yeah. say, say the name five times five in the mirror times. to yeah. uh, summon him. And so, of course... At the end of the art show, when everyone leaves, the guy that was being an asshole to Anthony was there with his girlfriend. And, of course, very similar to the original movie, she says, well, let's say the name. So, of course, yeah. they sit there and they say it five times. And then um, that was a really instant. Uh, Good. I mean, after she's after, instantly after she, she said it the fifth time, mm-hmm. her throat was slit. Yeah. And the thing yeah. of it is, in this movie, and uh, her Kim, boyfriend. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but he was even like, "Is this real?" You know right. what I mean? Yeah, he was. He was yeah. kind of. He was kind of stupid. That's he needed to go. <laughs> but in, in this movie, what was cool is that the kills were happening with Candyman in the reflection of the mirror, so it yeah. looked really cool. You know, as far yeah. as just you know how they were happening. Let me just uh, catch up to the chat here too. Uh, these guys are working hard. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Eric was saying, no worries on spoilers. They never affect me with movies. <laughs> I hear you, man. Okay. Uh, Eric saying, side note, you're at 600. I called it last night nice. during the Dark Fate talk. Congratulations, you two and Killian. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate that. Um, right? And we couldn't yeah. have done it without all the support you from guys. all you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you so much. Um, Paul was saying, loved how they told the story through the paper shadow puppets. Yeah, the puppet shadows were awesome. I really enjoyed yeah. those too, yeah. Yeah. Paul was saying, Coriander, I do actually think that that was a plot hole, but I can see where you are coming from, Night, where the story had changed. Which which part was that? Because <laughs> I waited before getting back to you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me know which part you're talking about, Paul. Um, Strange Monkey's in the chat too. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey. Uh, and Paul saying loved uh, Coleman Domingo in this movie. I love him in Fear the Walking Dead as well. Yeah, he's he's the he was for me anyways the bright spot, uh, the part that I loved the most about Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Patrick saying I was digging the straight out of the theater reactions. Can we see more of that in the future? Hey man, if 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 people if, if people COVID's do the right okay. thing, well yeah, right. that's what I was gonna say. If people are doing the right thing and taking precautions. Uh, because I'll be honest with you, we were we were really nervous to do that, but I'm glad we did and it worked out good. So yeah, hopefully we can do more of that. 
um, Paul saying, I want his Say My Name piece he has in the gallery in my own house. It was awesome. It was awesome, you're wasn't brave. it? But I don't, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> yeah, though. you're brave, right? It was cool, though. Um, yeah. Difference in the chat saying, hey, hey, what's up, man? Uh, Paul was saying, the part where he says she took Candyman, the baby, but she actually went uh, to rescue him. Uh, yeah, you know, I it could have been because that's what we're going to get into as well. I don't want to jump around too much, but we are going to get into uh, pacing. And we do know that there was reshoots and stuff like that. And I do think there were some things that that were cut out. There were some things in the trailer that we didn't see in the movie. So I think that 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 it's possible that that's true, Paul. The way I took it, though, was just like with any myth or any legend from person to person, it always changes. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the people that are good become evil and vice versa or or in between. So, you know, it could be either way, I think. Um, Strange Monkey saying, I do believe the ending was a little rushed. It left me wanting more. It definitely left me wanting more. There's no doubt about that. It's almost like they're opening a new door to, you know, the new Candyman. I agree. You know, this definitely has um, ambitions to to do more. The mythology was opened up with this. And and again, I want to say we're all over the place. But I do want to say this again because we've had people um, that I've seen in different posts and and even in in, uh, some of our comments say that this is a remake. It's not a remake. It's not a remake. You might... You you might you might be able to define it as maybe like a soft reboot, maybe because in the sense that it's been so long since the last sequel. But even that, I don't know if I'd want to say that. I really do think it's a sequel, and the it's whole movie. Thing. Yeah, and the that's what I think. Yeah, and the whole movie is a direct connection to Candyman, nineteen ninety two. I mean, it's definitely a connection oh, to yeah. that. It's, it's it's following that. You know what I mean? Yep. So. It's definitely not. I mean, a like you said, he Anthony even gets notes that Helen took when she was investigating yes. for her, you know, final paper. You know, Absolutely. so yeah. yeah, yeah, and you and you did get, and of course, we're all on spoilers, but yeah, that was that was the the um, the part with Virginia Madsen. Unfortunately, yeah, it was only audio, but. Yep. But she did have some audio that she said in the movie, and he was using that as information. And he's yeah. basically being taken over by this this legend um, yeah. of or this myth of Candyman, and we're just seeing him just go down the rabbit hole. Um, and great even imagery. before, like, yeah, like before he got deep into this, like when he was first taking those pictures, he got stung by that bee, mm-hmm. and that's you know that was almost a sign too, right there. You know, yeah. stay away. But well, yeah. well, the thing of it too is that when he got stung by the bee, all of a sudden there were these aspects of body horror that came into play because he his his hand started to get just decayed and up, up through yeah. his arms and so forth. So it yeah, was man. it was really it was some good that good part when his fingernail, yeah, yeah, that was like that reminded me of the fly when of he the fly. Off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was some yeah. some some crazy stuff. Um, yeah. But um, one of the other kills I thought was really cool is with the um, the art uh, the art lady who was kind of um, yeah. um, you know one, one at first she, she was a bitch at first, yeah. Right. Until that other guy was killed and it was right next to his piece and yeah, yeah she was all over it then. Yeah, once once she saw that there could be money involved with it, um, she kind of got interested in Anthony's art again. And 
the kill was really crazy because that scene um he was at her apartment talking business and so forth and he he basically dared her to say it because yeah, she was like she, i need to go to the bathroom and he's like yeah i did but before that it. but before that i think the reason he said it was because she was kind of belittling artists and also minority yeah. artists you know because she was basically saying you know this is what you people do that type of thing whatever and so he was he was very he was he felt disrespected which he was and he said to her to really understand the piece you have to you know go through it and, and summon him and so forth and she did it now what was cool about this movie and not to get into every single detail but there were some times with the kills it happened in a way you might expect and sometimes it happened in a way you totally didn't expect like with her mm -hmm. she said it but it cut it cut away and you're thinking oh she's getting killed off camera but she didn't yeah. she didn't get killed immediately because she came back out and that was when he was staring in the mirror and he finally saw uh yeah, sherman his, re his reflection is candy yes. man yeah and and it was really cool because you had this this reflection you know opposite thing going on where they were both mm -hmm. moving you know hands the at the same thing. time yeah it was very 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 cool visually and then she's like, hey, are you all right? And he kind of wakes up out of the trance, so to speak. And he leaves. And then you see this. This was the coolest shot in the movie. One of the coolest shots anyways. The camera was outside of her apartment window. And you can see into her room. And the camera steadily pans back until you start to see the whole building. But you can still see her. And all of a sudden, she gets lifted up. And she gets yeah, killed. And the way it was like, done, it, it was yeah. very, very cool looking. It she was really, dragged really across the window. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. It was pretty darn. Uh, yeah, it was good. But it was. Let me jump into the chat, and then we'll get to uh, pretty much the finale of this here. Um, let's see, just to catch up to where you guys are. Um, Strange Monkey was saying, "I do believe." Okay, I did read that one about the ending being rushed. Uh, Paul was saying, "I do agree with that. It was going at a solid pace, and then it just flew for the last ten minutes or so." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul saying it's 100% a sequel, and it's the only sequel I now acknowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he's saying uh, that kill was awesome as the camera was panning out. Yes, yeah. absolutely, man. And we got Sunrise in the chat saying, what's up? What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey. Yeah, man. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. But, um, yeah, so he's basically being consumed and again, not to get into every little detail, because we will be doing um, some more episodes on this, because this is just so much to unpack. But we did get a chance to see also from the trailer that scene with the kids in the bathroom. And I got to admit, man, for, well, first of all, they're dumb, but we know that. I mean, this happens in horror movies. But, you know, they said... You said they they said Candyman five times. You did have one of them that ran out and said, "I'm not." She doing was this. so smart. She was yeah. the smartest one, man. But what was cool was when the kill was happening, you could only see it see Candyman through the reflection in this uh, compact mirror, and it just yeah. looked so cool. It would listen, and people that have watched us on this channel. They know we've seen a lot of horror movies for a long time over the years. And anytime a horror movie can bring some freshness to the genre, I always give it credit. And I think it should get credit because there's been so many horror movies made, you know what I'm saying? But this movie really did bring some fresh things. And yeah. uh, that was that was one of them. Um. Mm -hmm. 
but I was just waiting. Go ahead. Would you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say with the kills too, you know, you saw a lot of blood, but you didn't mm-hmm. really see the gore like in the first, like when with the, with the therapist or the doctor, whatever he was. Oh, like yeah. I always that, that scene, one. man. Yeah. Yeah, that so, was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah, but like it didn't need it because right. the way they did it, it was just, yeah, you, the sounds you were hearing and yeah. Well, the other thing that's the other thing that's true too, and and some people might forget this, um, but Candy, you know, the original Candyman, it was much more of a psychological horror movie than a traditional slasher. You know, yeah. I mean, he wasn't going out hunting teens that were having sex or smoking drugs, smoking dope right. or something. You know what I mean? This was, them. you know, this was yeah, it was a, a a myth, a legend. It was you know, summoning. There was um, aspects of romance in it and so forth. So mm-hmm. now the sequels, you know, um, Farewell to the Flesh and Day of the Dead. The sequels started to turn him more into a traditional slasher, which I think was a mistake. And that's also one of the things that um, I think was the the downfall of the franchise. This movie was smart because it went back to those roots to be more psychological. Take your time, build up the characters, and there was a lot of tension in that for me. You know, now one of the things that I had been waiting for is when we were going to go back to see Anne Marie because we saw her in the trailer and we heard rumors about she's in it and she's Anne Marie McCoy and that must mean that she's his mother which like you said a little bit earlier she was so he talks to her and what had happened was she moved away with him from Cabrini Green and raised him on the south side of Chicago and and wanted him to live a normal life and basically never know about the legend and I thought, first of all, Vanessa Williams was so great in this scene. That woman has not aged. In she really hasn't. 30 no. years. What, what's going on? 25 right. years, whatever it is. What the hell's going on? It's good anyway, blood. It's good blood. But but for real, though, she had, she had a great uh, scene with Yaya, and it was very cool. And seeing him, you know, at this point, you know, I was feeling bad for him anyways, but you really feel bad for him at this point because he didn't know he didn't know he was the baby and he had been learning about the legend and read about the baby that was stolen could you imagine to find out that you were the baby taken by the candy man (laughs) come on no that would be fucking freaky that would yeah 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 so so, i mean i think she was smart to keep it from him Oh, yeah, absolutely. She said, I did it to protect you. And then that's when he said, well, I guess he found me. And this is one point I want to make as we start to wrap it up a little bit. But this is probably the biggest point. This movie, some people, you know, they're upset about, well, you know, it's not going to be as good as the first or it's like a reboot or blah, 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 and this and that. But what this movie is showing, because Anthony was the one that got away, right? You know? And, and and Helen had thwarted Tony Todd's plans in the original movie because what Tony Todd wanted was for all three of them to burn in the fire so that his be together, legend... together, be one family. Yeah, right. Man. But more importantly, so that his legend would be magnified to an even greater level because obviously you got more people dying in the fire, more people are going to talk about it, especially an innocent baby. She saved the baby. That messed up the game plan. What this movie shows is that it was almost like, you know, fate or whatever. Yeah. That, that eventually, even though he was saved, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it caught up with him. He, even though he he escaped, 
Um, it was almost like even after 20 years or whatever it was, more than 20, but it finally caught up to him and Daniel Robitaille was able to finally get him. It's kind of what, yeah, what I is. took from it. And at the end of the movie, he's pretty much left with nothing. He knows he knows the story. He knows what's going on. He had scared his girlfriend, uh, Brianna, who, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of like, what is all this that you're, that's going on? And he's saying, yeah, it's She didn't man. believe him. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't believe him at all. So the ending of the movie, and I didn't know what to expect, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the movie, he goes back to Cabrini Green and he goes inside a church. Mm. And that was next a crazy thing, scene. And the next thing you know, man, the big twist, this is all spoilers, guys. The big twist is William Burke, played by the great Coleman Domingo, was actually orchestrating this transformation of Anthony. He wanted he wanted the legend to be magnified, and he knew that Anthony was the baby saved all those years before. And he actually had kidnapped or I should say taken Brianna at, to be a witness. That's so from at the, the laundromat, yeah. Right, because she went to the laundromat looking for Anthony. So yep. the end of the movie is basically like a baptism of sorts because Anthony is almost fully transformed. His face, and, and you know, and Half for you guys, it. it's like, it looks almost like a beehive. The, beehive. The, the, the effect looks <laughs> looks fantastic. And, yeah. and it, it just looks great. But anyways, but mm. Burke saws off Anthony's hand and puts yeah. the hook inside and basically yeah. says, you know, now, now you're ready. And he calls the cops. This is the other part. That's the social part of it. You know, William calls the cops and he acts like he's, um, you know, uh, scared and, and being victimized. And, you know, he knows that the cops are going to come and shoot first and ask questions later. And he says that once Anthony gets killed, that will start the legend over and become even greater than what it was before. Ultimately, it's all so that Daniel Robitaille's myth and his legend can be expanded. You know, and that's what he meant by saying Candyman isn't a man, it's the whole beehive. So, mm-hmm. and this is the sad part, guys, to me anyways. Brianna, Brianna kills Burke out of out of defense because she runs, she, 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 um, she runs out of the church. She gets, you know, untied and runs out of the church. He chases her and she she's able to overtake Burke and kill him. But yeah. when when she finds Anthony, he's, you know, kind of all messed up and so forth. And he's lying on the ground and she's consoling him. And sure enough, you hear the sirens come and she's trying to get him up so she can get him to the hospital and so forth. And then the police come into the room. And they shoot him dead. Instantly. Just like, just like just like Burke predicted. What did you think of that scene, Coriander? Uh, you know, it, it was sad. It was a sad scene because mm-hmm. no one, they just shot, but they could have accidentally shot, you know, what was Brianna? Brianna. Is that her mm-hmm. name? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was crazy. And the fact that, you know, she closed her eyes when she heard the shotguns and then, then she was like feeling herself like holy shit like, yeah because she thought am she I got shot? shot yeah right and it was like wow yeah it was crazy yeah, yeah little little moments like that really uh illustrate a lot um 
I'm going to catch up to the chat too, and then we're going to finish finish this out here. Sunrise was saying, "What happened to the burn, Helen, in the trailer? No, Cassie Kramer. I was upset as I thought that was great casting. Yeah, that was again, that was crazy, and we were going to get to that as well because there were some things that were not in the trailer or that we had heard about, um, and and it must have been through the cuts, man. You know, maybe there's a director cut that they're going to do. I don't know, but hey, you know." Uh, Paul was saying uh, Anthony's mom didn't look any older than she did in the original. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you notice the hatchet scar on her arm? That was a nice, subtle touch. Yes. Showing that, yeah. that you know, when she got uh, she got cut by uh, Helen by mistake, she didn't mean to. Right. Um, Eric saying Vanessa Williams must bathe in virgin blood. She looks unaged, just longer hair. Amazing. Yeah, man. It's those jeans, too. Good jeans. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Sunrise saying great practical effects with the hand sawn off scene. I agree. That was crazy. Strange Monkey saying that twist was so shocking. I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. I mean, seriously. Uh, Eric says, honest question. It's been discussed in your video for the original. The social commentary was perfect there. It made a point, but was also subtle. How was it here? Subtle in your face? Subtle or in your face? You know, I think. Oh, go ahead, Coriander. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I don't think it was in your face. It was almost, you know, it it fit the movie. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just enough. At least that's what I thought. I didn't think yeah. they did it at all. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, people are going to have different opinions on that. I think that's kind of a, a hot button uh, conversation, which we will continue in some uh, future episodes. Um, and hopefully we can get, you know, other people with us on that. Um, but I think that it fit the movie because that's what the movie was about. Um, and if, and I think I said this before when we were talking about predictions, if the original Candyman wasn't like it was, and this one was like this, then I might say, uh, you know, you guys are, are going outside of your lane. You know what I'm saying? But this is a successor of that original story. And the way that they open up the mythology is to show that Candyman, although Daniel Robitaille was the original Candyman, that his his vengeful spirit lived through other victims of unju- unjust violence, you know, whether it was Sherman Fields or now Anthony McCoy. So it's basically showing, you know, Daniel Robitaille living through these other atrocities as we go through time. Back in Daniel Robitaille's time, it was the crime of, you know, a black man loving a white woman. You know, that was the that was the big thing back then. Well, of course, yeah. to, in today's world, you know, a lot of it is obviously the brutality of police so mm-hmm. i think in you that know, sense it worked you know what i mean yeah. Go ahead, some people don't like the truth being brought right up front you know and you just gotta you know deal with you know the brutality of what these cops are doing you know and and the fact that they're talking about you know oh we don't like how all these white girls were killed it's like how many movies prior to to this have it's all been pretty much white chicks getting killed you know what i mean so the fact that right and the fact that they're talking about that with this it's like that really disgusts me because it's just like it's been done for decades the same thing and the Mm -hmm. fact that just because you know and it's it's a it's a it's a black person killing you know it's like that makes it so taboo that's bullshit it's bullshit 
you know. Well, and, well, in the first yeah. movie, Candyman killed white people too. So again, exactly. this this is okay. Let me just uh, let me just say this, and then we'll then we'll you know this is what I think of it, and we will talk more about this in other episodes. But I mean, the bottom line is is that he killed white people in, in the first movie. So it, you know, right. but but i guess what i'm saying is i think it's because of the climate of today you know as far as it being a hot button topic and i think that's why when people look at this movie they get more sensitive to as far as saying oh well it's too too much in my face about it it's like no it's just the story that's being told you know and like i said i I think it worked that's just that's just me um paul was saying the fact they skip history classes too you know it's like come on (laughs) paul was saying the fact that he was already down on the floor when they shot him was quite horrific i agree i absolutely agree i 100 agree that they used the social commentary to fit the story of the movie and it never once felt on the nose or forced yeah i mean that's that's how i looked at it too man you know it was very it was within the story and 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 again i want to make sure i say this this is not a re a remake this is connected to the first movie matter of fact it really leans on the first movie as far as mythology so it is yeah. a true it is a true sequel to that original movie but yep. let let's get to the ending and, and and i know people are wondering about this i'm going to throw up a couple of cards we're not finished with the story but i just want to also talk about a few things um when we talk about the acting uh, coriander i felt though the acting was very very good um yeah great moments um I, I i don't think they gave brianna uh the character a lot to do but mm-hmm. you know again it's a horror movie and this is a, this is a story based on anthony you know and of mm-hmm. course the legend of Candyman. but what they did give her i think uh, she did a good job you know what, yeah. did you do you agree with that I thought the acting was great. I mean, okay. I, I didn't get, I didn't have a problem with any of the people in this in the film. I thought okay. they all were great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and also, uh, cinematography. I thought the cinematography was fantastic. It really, really yeah, was. It was. Um, it, beautiful shots in this movie, right from the get go. It, it was amazing. Yeah. It really, really was. Um, yep. Was it respectful of the original? absolutely 100 percent. i think i mean you know and we're going to get into the big spoiler i want to save that for the end because i know everyone who hasn't seen this movie that's what they want to know but all i can say is short of doing certain things it couldn't have been more respectful to the original it really really couldn't um was it worth it was it worth it is it worth watching i i definitely think so i think i think it's a, a fantastically made horror movie um it does have you know something like a new a fresh take on the old you know mythology it's bringing you know it yeah i thought it was great how anthony turned into what he turned into and very tragic too it is very tragic and speaking of which well let's get to that too because once he was shot brianna was taken into custody by the cops that's the other thing too is like here she is and and not to sound sexist because I'm not, but she obviously was not the killer because a call was made to the cops saying that that someone is you know killing or whatever. I can't remember how they worded it, how uh, Burke worded it. But anyways, she's obviously not you know the bad guy, and right. they take her into custody and act like she's a, she's going to be a prisoner. But she's in the in the cop car, and we see this in the trailer, and the cop basically starts to really be 
you know, you know, this happens basically saying, well, it looks as though uh, he was he was the killer we were after and he Mm -hmm. tried to attack us. And that's why we shot him. He said, does that sound like a good story? And of course, she's she's in shock while she's hearing this. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, if that's not the story we're going to use, then we're going to say that you attacked us and da, 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 and then you'll go to jail for the rest of your life. So at that point, she knows that she's screwed. And mm-hmm. that's when she figures, well, the only option I got is to say to candy man five times. <laughs> yeah. So she says it five times and sure as shit, Candyman comes back and in, 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 in the full glory. And it is Anthony. He is Candyman. He's come back. He kills he kills the police officers. It was like four of them or whatever. They're shooting at him. Nothing's happening because he is the vengeful spirit now. And she gets the hell out of the car, which was smart. You know, she gets out of there and she runs and she goes, um, you know, down the alleyway or whatever. And here we go, man. This was the thing that I wanted to put up because I know everyone who has not seen this movie, they want to know. And again, this is all spoilers, guys. But the question is, (sighs) Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Coriander. Do we see Tony Todd? When she comes up to this place where there's this fence, um, Anthony reappears in front of her. And actually, and I want to say something before that, before she escapes out of the out of the cop car, and we see this scene in the trailer, but the audio is different. He goes through the, that old thing that he says, you know, I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the hall, da, da, da. And you see in the reflection of the cop car, you see Sherman, you see Anthony, you see William Bell, and you see Tony Todd. Yep. And so it's showing that that this vengeful spirit is living through these other people that have bec- become victimized. But when she finally sees him in the alleyway, do you want to say it, Coriander? I'll let you say it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you see, you know, Candyman floats to her, which was pretty damn cool. He had a shitload of bees around All his face. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you do, you know, you know, you see is Tony Todd. You do see him for like two him. seconds. Yeah, for two yeah, seconds. You do see him. And then he says to her, tell everyone. And, and yep. you know, and that was pretty much about it. Um, the effect looked really, really well, R- really good, I should say. It did. Um, let me let me jump into the chat because I want to finish up talking about that part because that's the big that's the big thing, you know. Yeah. Um, Brian's in the chat saying, hey, Night and Coriander, seen the original Candyman. Yeah, man, the original is a classic. There's no doubt. No doubt about that. Eric's saying, that's why I asked with it being a hot button. I knew you'd explain it fairly. I've heard both ways. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, Eric, there's people who are going to look at it the opposite way of us. I think sometimes it's about sensitivity that people might have. I think sometimes the media um, influences people's thoughts uh, for, for good or for bad. My yeah, I mean, can I just say I was blown away by like all the negative reviews that I was seeing about this movie. Well, I, there was, but the, mm-hmm. there is negative reviews, but there's also a lot of positive reviews too. And the Rotten Tomato score is still at eighty-five or eighty-seven percent, eighty-six. Where I was looking, it was a few positive from what I saw. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and again, it's a again, shame. Well, this movie is going to have. 
its detractors just any type of movie that's like this that has social commentary you're going to have people that are sometimes going to lean in heavy either way um but but for me i just want to say this to 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 kind of answer eric a little bit more to me you know again sometimes the media uh makes people feel a certain way one way or the other all i can say to you is this um being african-american and i wish uh killian was here with us but he hasn't seen it yet but he could definitely attest because me and him only a few years apart in age, but we've both had similar experiences, not only growing up where we lived, but even when we were on two different uh, ends of the of the country. Okay, so this this just shows that this is a universal thing. I've experienced a lot of what they've been talking about in this movie and a lot of things that people, you know, they might only hear about on the news. And, you know, I I never really want to make this a forum for that type of thing. But all I can say is that this is real stuff, you know, and and to live in a world where you've dealt with it and sometimes you might walk around and have the possible fear of it, you know, it's kind of a sad thing. You know what I mean? So, So when you have a movie that shows it, and, and shows it for the truth that it is. I think people that that experience I thought that have, it was great. And I think people yeah. that experience it or have experienced it, I think it, I think it rings true for them. You know, so that's all I can. That's all I can say from my ex- experience. You know what I mean? Um, but let me just finish up these last couple of uh, comments here. Uh, we got so many studios saying Nita Costa cooked this one with love. I agree. I think so. I really do. She did a hell of a job. She really did. Uh, Quincy's in the chat. What's up, man? Saying it was great. Nine out of ten. I'm having a private watch party tomorrow for my family, and they made 1.9 million and fresh certified Rotten Tomatoes to the haters. Keep hating film. Go to going to succeed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Quincy was saying I was right about different versions of different Candyman, and I like that Helen uh, story as well. That we didn't see what Helen. Uh, when she was in a spell yes i agree um sunrise saying the biggest gripe i've had heard is related to the pacing of the film yeah i think there was some issues with the pacing and i'm wondering and we'll be finding that out and talking about it hopefully very very soon i think that might be because of some of the cuts that they made you know when they did the the uh the reshoots and stuff um (laughs) brian talking about the bees yeah yes Mm -hmm. He went through a lot to do those scenes back in the day. Strange Monkey right. saying, I wasn't too sure about mentioning Tony Todd's involvement in my review, but then I remembered that they do show him in the reflection in the first trailer last year. Yeah, they did. They really, really did. So, hey, man, this is a spoiler, so I just figured we'd throw it out there. But, Coriander, let's let's get to that. What did you think about the fact of Tony Todd being right at the end? What, what did you think? You know, I enjoyed... Sherman as Candyman. I thought mm-hmm. he was creepy. Some mm-hmm. of the scenes, like like you mentioned, like when we were talking about it, the elevator. Yeah. I mean, and that part with the reflection where they were doing the same thing when he was at that reporter's apartment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, you know, it, I was a little bummed, obviously, because come on, Tony Todd, yeah, it's been Candyman forever. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, yeah. I kind of like the fact that you only saw him when Anthony became Candyman, you know, because mm-hmm. that's like you said, who he wanted when he yeah. was a baby right. and he finally got him. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, you know, the story, it made sense to be something so far removed from the other movies. I mean, you're talking 20, 20 something years um, since then. And Mm -hmm. so it made sense. But yeah, I was I was disappointed, too. I mean, we did hear um, rumors about, you know, how how much Tony would be in it. And he actually made it seem as though he'd be in it more. Maybe he was. There were reshoots. There were cuts made to the movie. And you can tell that. And that's why part... it's a director's cut that comes out. I hope so too. You know, I want because it. <laughs> there were some things. There were th- some things that looked like they were missing, and also parts from the trailer that you didn't see in the movie. So maybe he was in it more. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping to find out. Hopefully, we will find out soon. But all that being said, um, I I was okay with with it. I was a little disappointed. Of course, if they had more Tony Todd, I would have been happy. But I also understand that this is a story that has taken place so long after the last time that he portrayed the character. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. you know, it'd be like someone trying to do, uh, well, granted, they might try to do, but you know what I'm saying? When an actor gets to a point where they're so much older, you know, a lot of times the character has to be passed on to someone else. You know what I'm saying? And this makes Um, sense. Yeah, I mean, better than the baby he wanted. From right. the very start. So, and yeah. this was a way that they were able to pass it on, but still lean heavily into Tony Todd's Candyman, you know, and still give him that respect because the whole movie was really about him as the beginning of it all and how that, mm-hmm. you know, branched on down. So it is what it is. I know some people are going to be so pissed off about it, but, you know, look, man, it, you know, the same thing goes for like, you know, James Bond, you know, at some point, there's going to be a new actor yeah. that plays it, you know, and it's going yeah. to keep going. Same thing with Superman. There's going to be a new Superman. Same thing with, you know, this is just what happens with franchises that go on for so long. So you just have to either accept it or just say, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, as we get out of here, <laughs> I know and I keep saying that. Quincy says, deleted scenes in the Blu-ray. I hope we didn't see Anthony screaming or Helen. So I hope it, it would be deleted scenes. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I would think so. Uh, Brian saying, would you say it's sort of like Quantum Leap show, uh, kind of with Candyman inhabiting the bodies of the people, if I understand that correctly? Uh, kinda. Not exactly like Quantum Leap. I think it's just that Candyman, Daniel Robitaille, who was Tony Todd, um, is a vengeful spirit from the 1890s, and he lives through myth, and people that are victimized, um, you tragic, know, tragic vi- death. Yeah, he he basically inhabits them kind of like an like an avatar, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, at the end, you did see that because Anthony in the reflection, you saw Anthony, you then you saw Sherman, then you saw William mm-hmm. Bell, then you saw uh, Daniel Robitaille. So that's basically what I take out of it. You know, just seeing the movie once, you know, um, Quincy saying Anthony shouldn't have come back. He was cursed from day one in 1992. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. yeah, like I said, if his girlfriend's brother didn't tell him that story, this yeah. probably would have never happened. <laughs> yeah. Eric saying Luke Skywalker was only in The Force Awakens at the end for maybe 30 seconds. It was still a cool cameo. So just think of Todd being there as a nice nod to him, especially if it's multiple Candyman. Yeah, yeah. I, I agreed. You know, I mean, you're right. That's a great example because in Star Wars, as much as I love Luke Skywalker, I mean, 
Mark Hamill hadn't, you know, he, he was 30 years older. You know, he's not going to be the Luke Skywalker I remembered as a kid. He can't, you know, and they could do de-aging and stuff. But, you know, that's very expensive, too. You know, just tell a new story and try to give him respect, you know. Um, Brian's saying it's like Harrison Ford, maybe. He's too old to play Indiana Jones, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's getting to the point where it's like, well, you know, it doesn't really make sense for that character, you know. Uh, Paul saying, Eric, I actually agree. I love the Todd cameo. I do just wish it was maybe a bit more for the final act. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I'm going to be interested to see what happened with the cuts. That's all I want to see because there were so many things being said, um, some things that came true and some things that didn't. But again, there were cuts made to it, reshoots. So I'm going to be interested to find out what those things were. But all in all, it was great to be able to go back to the movie theaters because... We, we weren't able to do that for well over a year, a year and a half, whatever it too was. Long. So yeah, too man. long. So it was great to be, be able to actually go and see this movie and 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 kind of uh, report on it for you guys when we did our live reaction. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, but and now to be able to talk about this movie and have the discussions, it's a hot button topic. But just like Eric said, and anyone that's watching this channel, you know, we always do things in a way that's respectful and we want to try to be as fair as possible. And even if someone has an opinion different, different than ours, we want to respect it as long as they respect, you know, our opinion or you guys in the chat. So it's always about positivity as much as we can have it. Um, but I'm going to be interested to see how the discussions go. I know that Lee uh, over at Drum Dums, he had talked about how the comment section for his review of Candyman um, was one of the most toxic um, uh, comment sections Ooh. he's ever one of the most toxic comment se sections he's ever had so it's you know it's out there we'll see you know but it was a good movie no one no one can deny that they tried you know and I think they were very successful in a lot of ways this was a very cool movie to watch so I think that's where I'm gonna I think that's where I'm gonna leave it um Paul was saying, give me that 4K director's cut, but I really enjoyed this movie. And just talking about it makes me want to go and check it out at the big screen again. <laughs> right? I'm serious, man. I would I would love to go see it again. It was it was that good to me. Uh, but Eric's I'm not. <laughs> Eric's saying, I'm just happy for you guys having your first movie back in theaters. Be one that you both enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, Brian saying, hot button topic might boost ticket sales. It might. It might. Or it, or it may, you know, crash it. We'll see. Um, it's doing it's doing pretty well, so we'll see. But I think it's a good enough movie that even people that might be sensitive to those types of things, I think, like, like I said, there's a lot of good in it to enjoy. You know, pacing, the pacing of it was the only thing that I saw as, as a thing that I had an issue with. Um, but it wasn't to the point where it took me out of the movie. Like I didn't like it. I just saw some things and I was like, you know, I bet you there was an extra scene here and there that would have made things a little bit more co cohesive, you know? So anyways, guys, that's our spoiler review of Candyman. Let us know in the comment section, what you guys think of it. If you've seen it or any questions you have, if you haven't seen it, um, please give the video a like. We'd really, really appreciate it. And uh, Quincy was saying as we get out of here, a little rushed. Yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of rushing at the end of it. Um, like I said, I just want to see what was cut out. You know, I, I really, really do. Uh, Brian saying, nice show as always, Nate. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. 
we enjoy having you guys uh, in here with us. You know, it really makes a big difference. So we will catch you guys later. We'll be doing more coverage of Candyman. So join us for that. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Go see Candyman. (laughs) Up to Peace. Thank you.